To fuck around is human. To find out is divine. This is the I Refuse Podcast. Who, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Okay. Okay, let me calm down. Let me calm down. Let me get the introductions in. It's Mr. Foxy, the I Refuse Podcast. You are locked in. Welcome to season five. This is episode six. If this is your first time to the I Refuse podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining us this time around. If you are returning, this may very well be the most exciting episode I've produced in season five to date. So, before I get started, continue to follow and subscribe to the I Refuse Podcast, wherever you see the I Refuse Podcast. Get into the YouTube channel, get into the Twitter at I Refuse Podcast, get into the Instagram at I Refuse Podcast, underscore between the words. Also, get into the usual suspects in the I Refuse Podcast after dark. Available wherever you get your podcast and your music. Y'all, 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 oh, oh my God. So, (laughs) I was going through the weekend, I made it through last week, cheers to us for making it another week. Thought I was going to make it through a regular day. Thought I was going to hear some more from Jada Pinkett about this tepid tea that she's been shoveling. But bitch. Finally. Finally. We have... A more worthy distraction. A more worthy distraction from tired tea. Tired tea from tired celebrities. Tired celebrities that are out of work. Tired celebrities out of work that have been lying to us for seven years. Tired celebrities out of work that have been lying to us for seven years and need money. Tired celebrities out of work lying to us the past seven years need money. Shoveling shit on a tired book tour, a tired media tour. Finally, we have... A worthy distraction. When I tell you that this piece of literature that we're about to discuss that is dropping on the 24th of October, a week from now, when I tell you this is what I mean, when I say memoir, this is what I mean when I say, if you want to know things, possibly relive uh, a certain piece of history, a certain piece of pop culture time stuff, that will right the wrongs, that will finally tell unadulterated truth, that will give context to a lot of the wild and crazy stuff. This is the memoir of the century. Britney Spears. 
little over two years removed from a decade-plus conservatorship. That sucker was finally lifted two falls ago. A conservatorship that was put in place around the time that Britney Spears had the shaved head incident. Conservatorship that put her parents, well, mainly her father, and some other high-powered people in the payroll, probably, in control of Britney's bedtime, put Britney on birth control pills, made her, forced her into working out, keeping up a certain image in the public. All because of a misunderstanding. Right? Here we are. 2023. Damn near fiscal year 2024. And Britney Spears... is using her voice to paper, to a recorder, to pen, typewriter, whatever the fuck they use to put this memoir together to tell us what the hell it was like being Britney Spears the last 25 years. Mr. Fox, over here at the Refuse Podcast, this is a big deal because Britney Spears, all, them, all that white pop music shit filled my high school years. Filled my middle school years. Watched from the sideline as I was growing up all the stuff that the news was telling us and showing us about Britney Spears, right? How she was positioned to spearhead the second revival of pop music in the 90s and the 2000s. Because let's be clear, Brandy and Monica solely responsible for the for the pop revival that predated Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, LFO, all of them, Danny K, all of them. 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004. Britney had that on lock, right? Going through high school, going to the military, Britney Spears was was that girl. And she kicked, you know, through her success, she helped usher in, you know, you know, Christina Aguilera came through that door, you know, Danny Canes and, you know, even New Kids on the Block got some revival from it. Backstreet Boys definitely got some love. NSYNC, Justin Timberlake, all that stuff, right? There was no escaping it. She worked and worked and worked. It seemed like nonstop for about almost 10 years. Little little tatters of the public image started to uh, shine through. And you're like, okay. She was married once the first time for 24 hours. Nobody really gave a damn. Um, before that... You know, the Hollyweird decided that Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears need to be an item. At the time, didn't think anything of it. It came and went. Next thing you know, he's got Cry Me a River out. Then he parlays that into a kind of like a sequel 
with what goes around comes around had us believing that she cheated on him that was like the first major thing right maybe a year or so after that Brittany falls for one of her backup dancers who is in at the time a what it was supposed to be committed in-house long-term relationship with Shar Jackson from Moesha and the Parkers. They have two or three kids. This guy, Kevin Federline, leaves Shar Jackson for Britney Spears. She Britney Spears is is loving the D. Has two kids by him. The I think the first incident that happened was Britney Spears still being a big name by 2005, 2006, 2007. Paparazzi are still on her ass. Remember, she was walking away from an SUV with, I think, her her first baby at the time by Kevin Federline. As she was walking, her ankle gave way, and she stumbled with the baby a little bit, caught herself, um, got that all on tape, right? At some point, her they have another baby, they get divorced, she decides to shave her head, um, and... Not even all the way. It's like patches are still there. Paparazzi's on her ass that time. Still. She has an umbrella. They record all of this, by the way. They record all, all of this. She has the umbrella. She she tries to take out a car window with what looks like a play school umbrella. All of this plays out in the media. So public perception starts to change a little bit. By this time, we're probably like in our early 20s. I am 23, 24 at the time. I'm off doing other stuff. I'm like, okay. They got a photo of bald-headed Britney Spears with a couple of patches all over the magazines at the checkout line, right? I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Now, mind you, she is still recording music, still main, still maintaining her position. But, you know, after In the Zone, you know, she kind of, it's kind of slippery a little bit, you know, at this point. So, uh, not too long after that, the conservatorship is put in place. And none of us at the time, I don't think, really was aware that was what was going on. I think the next big moment, and they hyped this heavy the year leading up to the VMAs, right? Now, you got to keep in mind, Britney Spears is an MTV Icon, legend, MTV, VMA, queen, right? Just about all of her performances on the VMA stage, iconic. We didn't give a good goddamn that she was lip syncing. She had them dance moves. They, you try to do them now, your hip will break, right? She had them dance moves, especially when Toxic hit real big. And I think part of the reason why Toxic is so iconic and so big is because of this one particular VMA performance that involved, I think, a jungle gym. But anyway, they, so after the incident with the umbrella and the hair, there was 
a VMA performance. And this was the year that they decided to do the layout of the venue differently to where instead of like an auditorium type of venue, they did more like a, uh, a dinner restaurant kind of thing where the celebrities sat at round tables and they were close to the stage, which sometimes throughout the night of this particular VMA, they, some of the performers got on the table and I think Brittany did. So, Brittany comes out and she, I think she did a medley of some kind, but it was during her performance of Give Me More, where it was just collective silence slash confusion in the room. You know, production's always been known to be petty on any kind of show. Cameraman, as she's performing on the stage, looking very out of it, confused, and stuff like that, the camera people <laughs> catches the looks on some of the celebrity attendees' faces. I remember watching that performance and concrete still imprinted in my memory is the look on 50 Cent's face as Britney Spears is missing her cues, is not connecting with the dance moves, looks like she'd rather be someplace else, is not aware of what's going on. Um, and she looked she looked good. She had a really cute uh, black number on with some, I think, a sheer, it was like a, a, a two-piece black underneath like some sheer. She looked good. Um, she just looked out of it and that, uh, that was yet another media storm, right? Definitely a what the fuck moment for the books. So it was like, again, people are paying more attention. Like what, what's going on here? And we didn't have like any anybody speaking as to what was going on with Brittany. I don't think at that point we were fully aware of the conservatorship, what that meant, what was going on behind the scenes. So when I tell you that October 24th, Brittany Spears releasing a memoir, oh, it, it's, it's going to be a problem. I said on the I Refuse podcast last season, I had mentioned probably in passing that she was releasing a book. But then, you know, as soon as I said it, there was no more really coming said about it. Um, at that time, the, the pushback was coming from allegedly Justin Timberlake. Because here's the thing. Knowing what we know about Justin Timberlake now. You know, of course, the way he handled Jan Jackson after the Super Bowl back in 2002, 2003, I believe. He just, from a PR angle, left her out there to dry, left her out there in the dark, left her out there to hold the shitty end of the deal, and just ghosted her, right? We will never take our foot off of his neck. Anyway, with this book, first it was like, okay, we are probably going to definitely get clarity as to not only why were they dating, but more importantly, why did they break up? Was it actually true that the cause for the breakup 
was because Britney cheated. Although, later on, it was said that Britney left him because he cheated. And then when you think about it, that situation that happened earlier this year between when they, they caught Justin Timberlake sitting there with his hands in his pockets while, I guess, a pr- really pretty um, female who was apparently a co-star in one of the movies they were shooting together was sitting next to him rubbing his leg. I mean, I'm not mad at that. Um, but it makes you think back to, you know, the rumors or the allegations that Justin Timberlake is a serial cheater. So this book, I'm pretty sure, I know she'll definitely talk about her beginnings. I'm sure she'll talk about the Mickey Mouse Club. Although a lot of us now could really give a good goddamn about the Mickey Mouse Club. We want to know what was it like from 97, 1997, I'll, I'll give her that, to now. Tell us about Justin Timberlake. Tell us about that whole thing. Tell us about this... I mean, we really don't give a good goddamn about the 24-hour marriage in Vegas to the friend. But yeah, we definitely want to know the JT, Kevin Federline, definitely the conservatorship, definitely about your dad. Um, and, uh, and best believe that now the news is out that we have a release date for this book. Britney's book tour will definitely give us Alzheimer's to Jada's book tour. Like, people are already buying tickets. I didn't even know you could buy tickets for a book tour. Um, like, I knew Patrick Stewart was going had a little thing. But even his shit showed out down in D.C. But best believe, like... But Britney Spears can really fill a Kennedy Center or a... Um, a Red Rocks or a Wolf Trap during a book tour for this for this because she is when you think of like pop music the past 25 30 years and one of the biggest stars from the past 25 30 years is releasing a memoir Not even two years of emancipation from a conservatorship that her dad puts her put her dad in control of her life for about fifteen, sixteen of those years. Oh, you best believe it's it's definitely going to eat. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Look, it's only been it hasn't even been twelve hours. Well, it hasn't even been fifteen hours actually. That the pre-sale is probably maxed out. Like, this book is going to eat. She's definitely going to get, like, documentaries where she tells gets to tell her story. A docu-series, a biopic, uh, audio books. Like, like, she is definitely going to eat very, very well for a couple years off of this. Because not only do you get like the the bright the bright sides and the dark sides of being a child star to a teenage pop phenom, but just like the pitfalls of growing up and performing in front of the media and High hopes, right? High hopes. But like this this is the one. So it ha like I said, it hasn't been fifteen hours yet. They have already spilled out a couple of pieces of tea. And believe you me, ah 
I am packed. I am packed. So, a couple of pieces of tea. Uh, the centerpiece at this stage right now is she goes into some detail as to the time that, ooh, somebody yelling. Let me go be nosy. Hold on. Who ghetto is? Anyway, she goes into somewhat kind of graphic detail about, I believe, the first time her and Justin Timberlake made love. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm wheezing because ain't no way she said that. When she, they said that she said that she, he was like, um, oh, she was like, um, you in? Is it in yet? And he was like, yeah, it's already in. She was like, oh, bitch. First of all, you can't be serious. If that's actually in the book, I will fall out laughing. <laughs> I will fall out laughing. Secondly, I know for a fact that Justin Timberlake is hung like an elephant. I've got a picture of the bulge while he was on, on stage at one of his uh, tour dates. Back in the day, probably during the 2020 experience era. Where this motherfucker had albums with like 10 minute songs. Anyway, if that's actually in the book, I'm going to die. But also the very um, sad and tragic part is that either from that night or a future experience with Justin Timberlake, she ended up pregnant, I think at 18, 19 years old, and I think she put it that they agreed to abort the baby. Now, here is the thing. You know, I in real time, I can give a fuck about celebrity, like, white people business. Especially, like, rich white people business. Unless it involves somebody that looks like me. Um... But it's very, I think it's very powerful that, A, she is putting that in the book. Also, because also, it'll, I think there's some illusion that the song Every Time from her um, In The Zone album, that I believe she wrote herself, is about the abortion. Now, every time, I think, is the vocal performance from the, by Britney Spears of that song, probably the realest, rawest vocal she'll probably ever get from Britney Spears, as long as you live. Um, you know, there was definitely a lot of hearsay back in the day that a lot of her recordings were manipulated, engineered to make her sound a particular way that wasn't a real voice. And this is aside from the the pushback or the particulars that producers and songwriters put on vocalists. Like they're not going to sing how they their their real range on studio songs and the downside about pop music back in the day definitely a marionette puppet show like them those labels were could be very strict as to how they want you to sound what you want to sound like the whole nine so
I remember what this earlier this year, late last year, may, oh, it was actually 2021, um, where Britney was in her bathroom singing her real soprano range, and I was like, she really, Britney can belt. Now, mind you, it sound she sounded a little crazy, but this is not. The voice we got on, you know, the on any of our albums. But anyway, every time that song, the music video hits different because it's about the abortion. It's about the emotion she felt from that abo- abortion, which is not easy to write about. Um... And even some of the lyrics, I was just like, God damn, Brittany. Brittany Jean, you are fucking me up, girl. Brittany Jean, what are you doing to me? Oh, Brittany Jean. Oh, Brittany Jean. Brittany Jean. You are just trying. You are just trying to just gut me right now. Oh, Brittany Jean, Brittany Jean. Oh, my gosh. Like. Oh, my God. The lyric where she says, I know the weakness in me caused you great pain. I said, I had to walk out the room and come back. Like, can you believe, oh my God, I'm just, like, real shit, real shit, like, that's another reason why this book is going to fly off the damn shelves. As soon as little Barnes & Noble or the UPS truck or whatever they use to deliver the books backs in, it's going to look like that bank robbery scene from Dead Presidents. There won't be any books left. Just a lot of dust and a lot of um, smoke. Like, oh my God. Like, the critics never really gave Britney Spears, like, high hopes, high acclaim. But every time, oh, that's that's that song that they're like, oh, okay. Well, you know. Britney Spears is stepping into her artist era. Um, so, the big thing is definitely the Justin Timberlake stuff, um, which only gives more credence to the word that he is shaking in his boots about the memoir. Or or right now the story is he's focusing on his family right now. Focusing on his family. Nah motherfucker, you are trying to calculate a rebirth of your dead ass solo career. Like nobody believes you were a man of the woods. You are still doing, like, dated music. Had us all foaming at the mouth a couple weeks ago over, oh, a possible NSYNC reunion and a resurgence and a tour. But, of course, you and your ego had to fuck that up because you wanted more money from people over the rest of the guys. And it's like... Nobody really wants to hear Man of the Woods. There was barely enough of us locked in. You know what? This isn't about Justin Timberlake. This is about Britney Jean Spears and this memoir, The Woman and Me, coming out October 24th. And bitch, best believe I will be going down to the local bookstore and seeing if it's there. Y'all don't, I don't think y'all understand how important... This is way more important than whatever Jada is trying to get us to buy. Way more important than 
previous memoirs I've talked about and way definitely way more important than the disrespectful smear campaigns that these others maybe could be kind of adjacent celebrities put us through on these damn morning shows earlier this year and late last year. Britney Spears, the woman in me, like, she has so much she could talk about. And page turn after page turn after page turn. Those of us that are in our early 40s to mid-30s, are going to be reliving every every year. And I know Brittany is going to be giving us some behind the scenes. I know she's going to drag her father in this book, drag her mother, drag her money-hungry sister as well, younger sister, who tried to do a little yang-yang-yang around the house, but just could not do it. Could just could not could not jump off the curb with a career. So I'm all the way here for another dragging of Justin Timberlake because clearly the last 15, 20 years he has not been dragged enough. It's just he just cannot res here I go talking about Justin Timberlake. Fuck that nigga. Britney Spears. You are my hero for sharing with us something as vulnerable and personal as having an abortion at a time where you were damn near bigger than the Bible, damn near bigger than Jesus, and you were doing the damn thing. I'm probably going to cry all over the book when I get to that part. And cry just read, reading every paragraph. Like, I can see myself feeling like I was there. Feeling like, all right, this is what happened. This is what she said. This is what he said. This is what the manager said or whatever. This is what her money-hungry mother said. Her greedy-ass daddy said. Like, that's some real shit. Some real shit. And I'm telling you, when I say I typically don't mind rich people, white, white rich people business or white people business in general... This is the kind of stuff that makes you pause and be like, damn, this is before she really went through it. She was already going through it at the height of her career. Because like I said, like 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, there was nobody bigger than Britney. Hell, I don't even think Madonna was was as big as Britney at that time. Like, to have two albums come out in less than two calendar years and both of them sell roughly 20 million worldwide apiece. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. And you get pregnant by this ragamuffin motherfucker with the ramen noodle hair. Like, I get it. Like, oh, he's cute. Oh, we were on Mickey Mouse Club together. Oh, and I I really would like to know, like, what was her thinking during that time? Was she like, yeah, this this isn't a long-term thing. Was it something set up by the record label because, you know, NSYNC was really big, bigger than Backstreet Boys and way cooler. Britney Spears was hotter than fish grease. What what was she thinking, right? Like, 
Walk us through this. I, I just want to know. And now that Britney Spears is free of this conservatorship, oh, it's it's hallelujah time. It, it's going to be hot piping tea. What kind of person is this boy? Because certain things about people when they go unchecked follow them into adulthood. Some people are a little bit better than others at hiding certain things. But you got to remember, like, Justin Timberlake does the charm thing. And he still has his looks. And there's probably a smaller percentage of people that still think he's cool and can still dance. But behind closed doors... Britney Spears, Britney Spears got to experience that pretty much from day one. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Mickey Mouse era of the of the story of her life, she'll detail like pre-fame Justin Timberlake. Like, what was he like down at the Orlando Studios, right? What... What you know? I just we just we want to piece we want to put this together, like we want to we want some tea behind the veneer. That's all I'm saying. So here we have this this story, right? And trust and believe that. Britney Spears is a key. Like, funny. Like, the clip, y'all probably don't remember the clip where she's sitting next to Ryan Seacrest and it's like a black guy talking. I don't know if it's Jason Derulo or Sway or whatever. And the black guy and Ryan Seacrest are talking about, oh, well, what? how do you set up your place if a woman's spending the night and Ryan Seacrest goes to answer about satin sheets. He doesn't want her hair to get messed up. And Britney Spears is look, has this look on her face. Like she's stunned and surprised. And I think somebody circulated that clip with the caption of this is the moment that Britney Spears realized that Ryan Seacrest is actually straight. Anybody's sh- So, anybody's, when it comes to people being straight, so is spaghetti until it heats up. Just saying. Anyway, like, I really wish that, you know, those last 10 or so years, that goddamn conservatorship, like, limited her to, like, a kid at camp. You know, a strict bedtime, what you eat, how you eat, having to work out, being forced to take birth control pills, among other types of medication. Pull up that footage from that VA performance I talked about earlier this episode, where she just looked out of it. And you got to understand that, like, she also goes from what they said in some of these articles about what she said in the book. She also goes into details as to the descent where she kind of disconnected from her passion of performing and recording and entertaining and stuff like that. And I'm no McGruff the crime dog, but I'm willing to bet that a lot of that had to do with the fact that she was forced to take pills. And literally, like, pimped out to perform. Because you got to think about it. She's the only one in her entire family that's making that much money. And on top of that, she's no longer with Kevin Federline. Her parents probably don't have to work. 
they tried to they tried to make Jamie Lynn a thing, and that didn't work past summer one. She has to pay out child support, spousal support, alimony to Kevin Fettuccini, who she has to share. I believe he had. They, I think it started out share custody, or it was like temporary custody. Then it went to full custody of both of their boys. So she has to make money to support not only herself and her household, but the household of the guy that she had only been married to not even three years. Like a full ride. He done went, tried to be a rapper, it didn't work. He went and gained all this weight and didn't have to, probably doesn't have to work the rest of his life. Well, he probably has to find something now because both of their boys are of legal age. But at that time, you got this grown-ass woman, drugged up, pushed out on stage, pushed to tour, pushed to record, um, in any condition, and all while under conservatorship. Like, that's crazy. So, like I said, tea will definitely be spilled all around. And when I tell you, those of us that have been outside for the last 22 years are happy to see yet again some justice for Brittany Jean. And almost just as important, the hammer coming down on Justin Timberlake. Because let me tell you, in addition to the abortion, right? She goes on to spill more tea in this situation. In an excerpt that's been shared across several articles today. She said the abortion essentially was his idea. She said that Justin definitely wasn't happy about the pregnancy. He said we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives and that we were way too young. You know, they first started dating in the late 90s and broke up in 2002. Brittany Jean Spears, who is world-renowned in most industry circles, to be such a sweetheart, to be such a nice, sweet, down-to-earth Southern girl, and unfortunately... A little naive at that time. Because she goes on to say that she was very much in love with Justin, that boy with the ramen noodle hair back in the day. And so much that she was looking to, she was hoping that they would have a family and have a perfect little family and all this other stuff. When I think about it, those kind of statements, I'm thinking back to here you have these uh, teenage performers who busted their asses off for like 10 or so years. Essentially didn't have a childhood from the time they were grade school to the time they were legal age. Essentially growing up in front of our very own eyes, right? The arrested development think about it the arrested development like even at 19 20 years old she essentially had like the mindset of a young teenager right even even though she was a woman she is a woman she was the it girl had her own career was calling the shots, had the power to hire people, fire, like all this power, all this control. And 
beneath it all. Thought she was going to have a family. Was looking forward to it. Was very much in love with this boy. Who just. Ended up in reality to be just. A fuckboy. And I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I think that's the biggest reason why that boy over there. Is shaking his boots over this memoir. Because we're going to get the real deal. You know, the paparazzi are not there. It's just Britney Spears talking to us. It's just her and us in this room right now as we're reading this book. And she is going to be very vulnerable from what I'm reading. She says, I'm sure people will hate me for this, but I agree not to have the baby. I don't know if that was the right decision. If it had been left up to me alone, I never would have done it. And yet Justin was so sure that he didn't want to be a father. Oh, Lord, look at them in their matching jean outfits. From January 2001 at the American Music Awards. <laughs> of the abortion itself, she writes, to this day, it's one of the most agonizing things I'd ever experienced in my life. Good Morning America reached out to the teams for comment, but did not immediately receive a response. You know, Brittany eventually went on to welcome two sons, Sean Preston and Jane James, with Kevin Federline. Timberlake has two sons, Silas and Phineas, with, with Jessica Beal. The book, the memoir coming out October 24th, The Woman in Me, is described as a brave and astonishing moving story about freedom, fame, motherhood, survival, faith, and hope, according to publisher Gallery Books. You know, I would have thought she would go with like a big publisher like random house or some shit oh this 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 memoir is going to eat bitch when i tell you so this will probably be my second or third memoir that i will have read although i have about five or six of them the first the very first memoir i ever read was faith evans memoir and I just happened to be in Ollie's one day and bought that years ago. Once I started reading that, I never put it down. The other book I read was Sissy Houston's book about her and Whitney and their relationship and stuff like that. That was a really good read. Um, I started to read the Clive Davis one, but put that down because I was in college. Have the L.A. Read one. I think I might sell that one according to the shit that I've heard about him. I have Bobby Brown's um, book. I have, who else do I have out there? I have Robin Crawford's book. Um, I have Aretha Franklin's book, the one that David Ritz did. Oh, that's juicy. Um, I have Prince's book. I don't think he wrote that one himself. Yeah, it's about five or six. But this one here, like... Give us all the tea about the conservatorship, what that was like, because the girlfriend was in this downward spiral for 15 years. Because she was drugged up most of the time because of that. Like, y'all got to understand, the crazy, the craziest part about the conservatorship is the time it happened. Like, here you have this girl who, doing movies... Albums and singles are sounding like hotcakes. She got music with Madonna. She has a Las Vegas residency. And all because this girl wanted to shave her head. Did they they were like, okay, that's that's where we draw the line in the saying we gotta get this girl under control. Y'all gotta understand, like Britney Spears girlfriend was fighting. Fighting against the image that labels and whoever the powers that be at the time put on her America's sweetheart all this other stuff that was the impetus for her shaving her head she was fighting the system pushing back against the system much like Christina Aguilera did when she did Stripped where she was changing up her, her clothes and her image and her she dyed her hair black and all the other stuff. She 
she got she she came away from that unscathed. Nobody she didn't get a lot of pushback to where it was like, oh well, we got to put Aguilera in the conservatorship. I'm just doing a compare and contrast. But with Brittany, it was just like they really screwed her over. Under that conservatorship, she was forced to continue to push that teenage image, even though she was in her 20s at the time. And at some point, the stress and all that that came with that, not being able to express herself and limit her range and all that other stuff, caused her to disassociate from singing and dancing. This this memoir is going to eat is going to eat us up. And I am I'm taking money on my high yield savings account to buy this bitch. Like I haven't been this hype since Michelle Obama's um becoming. I got that I got two copies of that audiobook. And I got uh uh Prince what uh Prince Harry's uh, memoir and audiobook, but I haven't played the shit. This here, oh, if there's an audiobook and a hardcover and a softcover, best believe I'm getting a copy of each. Because it is time. It is time. It is time. And this is the era that we deserve. Britney Spears is coming back. And if she ever feels like she wants to do music again and write her own stuff and get with the right producers, look, I welcome that with open arms. Because I haven't bought... I bought later Britney Spears albums, but I never like played them like that. I think the last one I bought was Femme Fatale. I didn't buy Britney Jean. Um... Prior to Femme Fatale, I think I got the, oh, what's the name of that album that has Seeking Amy on it? Oh, fuck. But I think that was the last one. I think I even, I know, you know what, before Femme Fatale or after Femme Fatale, I think I may have got the one she did that has a G-Eazy song on it. Child G easy can spit in my mouth. Anyway, I it was touch and go after about in the zone for me. But trust and believe, I'm still a fan of Britney Spears. And I'm I know I will become an even bigger fan after I read this book. Cause the story has to be told. Like we we haven't discussed a meltdown in a while. Y'all y'all gave Mariah a hard time back in the early two thousands, not realizing they didn't work that girl every year for about fifteen years. Y'all p- paid glitter dust. Well, at the time, y'all paid the soundtrack dust. It wasn't up to her regular numbers. It wasn't until later on the job was like. Damn, the Glitter soundtrack is actually slamming. Meanwhile, I've been outside since before then, I've told y'all asses. But here's the thing, like, celebrity meltdowns, like, we really got to start having conversations about the importance of mental health and the pressures and what what the cause and effect is because we've seen it play out through Britney Spears for the last 20 years. Just saying. October 24th, The Woman in Me, Britney Spears, is coming out. I know the pre-sale is off the meat rack right now. But you know what? I have a smaller uh, bookstore down here. I'm in um, a smaller town on the East Coast. I will be going down there on Tuesday to see if it's down there. In the meantime, stay locked into the I Refuse podcast. Season 5, seasons 1 through 4 are available wherever you get your streaming and your music. We also have a YouTube channel. 
Sometimes the content is not the same. We have the usual Suspects podcast with myself and Abstract Sagittarius. We also have the I Refuse podcast after dark. Also Twitch too. You know, the link to all the stuff that I just mentioned regarding the I Refuse podcast is in the Twitter at I Refuse podcast. And we will see you guys later.